Hello, hello, you fabulous interior design professional, you. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Kimberly Selden. I'm still an interior design professional with real clients and real budgets just like you. And you have tuned in for a very, very special episode. Episode number 200. Yes, 200 times we've done this together. Wow, that went so fast. And we thought in honor of this milestone, we would do something a little bit different. I'm going to let Cheryl make a couple quick announcements really fast, and then we'll jump right into the show. I'm really glad you're here. I can't even believe it. Number 200. Wow. 200 episodes. That feels like such a huge milestone. And You'd think one milestone would be enough for the week, but uh, this week we are also launching episode one of our members only podcast. So as we head into the holidays, we're doing a couple of repeat episodes. So we thought we would leave our members with a little, you know, happy holidays before we, uh, we take that little break. So in addition to launching episode 200 today, uh, we'll also be Uh, airing episode one of the Business of Design Members Only podcast on Thursday. Um, But that's that's really it for my announcements for today. I know you have an ambitious task ahead of you uh, for this episode, so good luck with that. Uh, But to all of our listeners, our members around the world, happy and healthy holidays to everyone. Take care. Nicely said. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. What is the crazy different thing we're going to do in honor of episode 200, you ask? Well, I am going to attempt... I'm going to attempt, I don't know if this can be done. I don't know if this has ever been done in the entire universe, but I'm going to attempt to give you 200 pearls of wisdom in a relatively short period of time. I have no idea if this is going to work. So good luck. Good luck to me and good luck to you. Number one, the formula for success if you are an interior design professional is still... 80% business plus 20% creative. Did you have that backwards? I certainly did. I'm glad I sorted that out though. Number two, read your contract to the client. Say it out loud. It will transform how you feel about yourself and it will answer your client's questions. Number three, raise your rates. No surprise that, right? Raise your rates and you will attract better projects. Number four, use your contract to advertise the type of projects you want more of. Dying to do a vacation home or an office? Love to do landscaping? Then say so in your contract. 
Number five, include every single trade you think you're going to need during step three, even if you don't think it's necessary. Number six, solve everything at step four. Number seven, select everything at step four. Number eight, price everything at step four. Number nine, let the client know you love what you're proposing. Have an opinion. Number 10, you can shut down second guessing early by defending your first choice. Number 11, the harder it is to talk about something, the more it should be emphasized in your contract. That seems kind of counterintuitive, but believe me. Number 12, don't rush the forgotten steps, six and seven. Take your time. Number 13, weekly updates or more frequent will keep your clients calm and aware of what's happening on the projects. Number 14, limit client correspondence to email and you will free up your texts to use for family and friends. Unless, of course, you have a dedicated cell phone for work. In that case, number 15, put that thing in a drawer for the weekend, right? Don't touch it. Number 16, when you know better, you'll do better. Don't beat yourself up. Number 17, budget for styling up front. Don't let this be a surprise to clients. Number 18, track, repeat, and referral business. This is an invaluable metric. Number 19, Nurture a yes attitude when it comes time to stretch to the next level of project. You can do it. And number 20, nurture a no attitude when it comes time to bend to a lower level of project. Number 21, you can't swallow an apple whole. You have to take it in small bites. And that is the same way you're going to make progress on your business incrementally. Number 22, you do not have to make every single mistake yourself. Will you just trust me when I tell you all the ways I've messed up and try something different? Number 23, the boss should have the fewest emails. Hmm, not the most. Number 24, it is always a good idea to consider the stressors and pressures your tradespeople are under. Ask them how you can make their jobs easier easier. In fact, number 25, take your favorite supplier out to lunch. Ask her how you could do a better job. 26, take your favorite tradesperson to lunch. Ask her or him how you could do a better job. And number 27, take your favorite client to lunch. Ask her how you could do a better job. Such invaluable learning right there. Number 28, you are a brand, whether you like it or not. Number 29, oh, I see this a lot. We self-handicap because we're afraid of the pressure that putting it all out there will put on us, right? We play small, we stay small. Number 30, oh, this is really, really good. Price is a demand management tool. Hmm. Number 31, hire the person who does the tasks you don't want to do. But before you do that, you should systemize the tasks. Otherwise, I don't think that piece of advice is going to work. Number 32, speaking of hiring, hire a professional photographer and a professional stylist when you want the best images possible. 
Number 33, there's absolutely no time to rest on your laurels in this business. Constantly seek out new trades and develop new relationships so you know who to call when the phone rings with the next big project. Number 34, offer clients additional services or products when they complement what the client is already buying. In other words, upsell with integrity. Number 35, remember your stories. Don't be afraid to share past experiences with clients, right? Anecdotes assure them that you have the chops for this tough work. Number six, no, 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 not number six, number 36, there is a nobility in buying good quality. Teach your clients that. Number 37, stay curious if you want to remain relevant. Your clients want you to be the smartest person in the room, so travel, explore, and learn constantly. Number 38, I'm going to steal a quote from English writer Samuel Johnson who said, knowledge is of two kinds. We know a subject ourselves, or we know where we can find information about it. As a designer, you do not have to know everything. You just have to know who to ask. Number 39, if a client asks, phones you to ask what's happening next or what's happening Monday, at least in my office where I have staff, someone's going to get fired. Clients should not have to chase us for information. That means we have done a terrible job at managing their expectations. Number 40, no is a complete sentence. That's a really good one. If you are at the Business of Design Conference, you've got a gorgeous business card that says just that. Number 41, all bad news gets delivered in person or on the phone. Don't send an email with bad news. Number 42, the cost of a project is always more than the client budgets. Always, 100% guaranteed. Number 43, if you've been relying on the same style, the same tried and true suppliers, and not taking the occasional creative risk, you might be missing out on an opportunity to provide your clients with spaces that are one of a kind. So occasionally step out of your comfort zone. Number 44, Most of us, myself included, need multiple points of reference to really learn something and take it in at a gut level, on a core level. So we listen to the podcast, we watch a video, we attend a webinar, we ask questions. We might even ask the same question a few times until the penny finally drops and the information sinks in and we can finally access it. Number 45, Surround yourself with mature business owners who aren't converplaining. I think that was Leanne Bennell's word, that there's a difference between having a conversation, a frank, candid conversation about what could go better on projects and having a conversation where you're just really complaining about the clients. That's kind of a waste of our time, right? Number 46, This is probably evident, but it's worth saying, schedule time to work on your business. Number 47, you can't run a marathon your first day on the track. Likewise, it's impossible to create projects that run smoothly or end strong if you're starting at step 11, so don't do that. 
And number 48, step four, is the whole ball game. If you know, you know. Number 49, it's important to read the terms of service before jumping onto a new platform. I think some of us have learned that the hard way. And number 50, this kind of goes hand in hand. If it's free, you are the product. Number 51, under promise and over deliver. People pleasing hurts us in the long run, right? So don't say yes when you know it's not likely to happen. 52, promote, share, protect those manufacturers and suppliers who support the industry and in particular who support us. Number 53, if you want to foster trust with your clients, then keep financial elements transparent and running like clockwork. Number 54, it's always a bad idea to compare someone's outsides with your insides. Number 55, if you go to a party with your friend, you probably won't make a new friend. That always runs through my mind when I need to go to a networking event. It's better to show up alone than it is to show up with your bestie. Number 56, sell more antiques and vintage. Your spaces will feel unique. Number 57, own your niche. Own your niche, depending on where you live. Own all of your content and get a tight focus in order to build a reputation around the one thing you're really, really good at, whatever that is. Number 58, consider role-playing as a way to gain confidence when dealing with clients. I would rehearse answers to questions my clients had rather than try to wing it. I found that really helped me get over the fear of saying the hard things. Number 59, find out what you suck at and then hire someone else to do it. Number 60, work repeatedly with the same suppliers and you will develop such strong relationships. Number 61, integrity can be expensive. Learning a lesson in business can be expensive, but if you get it, it's so worth it. Number 62, this is bad news. There are no shortcuts to success. However, there is a roadmap you can follow as you make your way there. Hint, hint, business of design. Come on, join us. Number 63, practice stepping away from heated conversations. I've tried this. When a client or a trade raises his or her voice to you, don't match the volume. Instead, back up, speak more quietly, or even ask for time to consider what's being said. I like to accept responsibility if that's you know what needs to happen for the situation and assure the person that I want to make the situation right. But sometimes I just need to get myself to a calm and safe space where I can think more effectively. Number 64, good looks matter. But sometimes it's what's inside that counts the most, right? That is true of sofas, chairs, pillows, and bedding. We have to educate our clients about why they need to spend more on these items. Number 65, our policy is, oh man, I use this a lot. Our policy is we go for paid consultations, even for friends and family. Our policy is we work Monday to Friday only, no weekends. Our policy is. Number 66, if you want to jump ship, 
you better inspect the lifeboat for holes. I love that one. I always think of flat fees when I hear this expression, right? So many people think, oh, hourly fees are so hard. I'm going to do flat fees. That's going to be so much easier. And then they jump into a lifeboat with all kinds of holes in it. Number 67, the whole point of working for yourself is to do it your way. Number 68, this kind of ties in, create the schedule you want, even if it's unconventional. If you only want to work Tuesday to Thursday, that's fine. That's one of the perks you get as the master of your own destiny. Number 69, you do not have to convince anyone to hire you. If you have the right intake process, it will do all the convincing for you. And number 70, if the intake process is weak and sales closures are weak, then the clients you end up with are probably going to be less than ideal. 71 during the intake call. You can see I got on a run here. All you have to sell is a consultation. You don't have to sell a three-year commitment. Number 72, I always think it's a really good idea to ask for the job. If you're at the consultation and you know this is an ideal project, let the client know you want the job. Number 73, say no to the project that isn't ideal if you can afford to. I'd never say this lightly. I know sometimes you need that next gig to pay the bills. I get it. But when you reach a certain level and you can say no to those clients or those projects that aren't ideal, you will experience a new freedom and a new liberation that's going to be so good and greater profitability as well. That's for sure. Number 74, I don't even need to say this, do I? But I'm going to. Never go to a consultation for free, especially if it's for a friend, especially if it's for a family member. People don't take free advice. They consider it and then they ask around to find out what other people think. So don't do it. 75, disappoint your clients quickly by saying absolutely no to the wrong budget or to any other unrealistic expectation. Number 76, I'm squeezing this in again, raise your rates. The best time to raise your fees is when you're super busy. Number 77, your contract should answer the questions your client has before she has to ask ask them. I'm going to say that again because I messed it up. Your contract should answer the question. I'm going to say it a third time. Your contract should answer the questions your client has before she has to ask them. That's a mouthful. All right, I'll move on to 78 now. Spell out how you manage the client's money in your contract. Number 79, retainers save lives. All right, that is, it's not true, but they are invaluable to making sure you always get paid. Number 80, increase the size of your retainer. Now, just do it. I don't even have to know what your retainer is. I know it's too small. Number 81, 90% of the time, issues with money can be solved with the right retainer. You see, I'm on a roll. The retainer, super important. Number 82, use we language in your contract. Even if you're a solopreneur, you can't do this job alone and get comfortable using we language. Number 83, Give yourself time to know a space, your client's space during step three. Don't rush, snoop, open the drawers, open the cabinets, find out what's organized and what isn't. Number 84, also during step three, spend as much 
time as possible, the most time on the most challenging aspects of the job. And number 85, thoroughness leads to scope creep. Scope creep is awesome. Number 86, spend a good half a day preparing for step four. Number 87, block out chunks of time in your calendar and focus on the client's project rather than jumping from project to project and task to task. Number 88, blue sky, dream big. I really do try to, at least I aim to wow my clients with at least one or two of the items I'm going to present to them. Number 89, don't bother trying to meet a made-up budget. Price the client's wish list. Number 90, quote requests save lives. Okay, that's also not true, but they are invaluable if you want to get an accurate quote or estimate from your trades, right? 91, during the presentation, work in a very specific order and do not deviate. 92, as long as you're at it, nod your head and allow your clients to nod along with you. Number 93, the only approval you need from a client is a check. If they're signing papers and samples and, oh my gosh, you're working way too hard. Number 94, I don't order anything without a check. Order nothing without a check. Number 95, or money. I know, sometimes money doesn't come in a check these days. You know what I'm talking about. Number 95, promise nothing regarding timelines until you are absolutely positive you can deliver. 96, it's better an extended period for step six and seven than it is to have issues during step eight. If you know, you know. 97, purchase orders save lives. (laughs) All right, all right, okay. But really, they are invaluable if you want to get accurate with your purchasing, which you do, right? Number 98, expense storage fees to clients. It's the professional thing to do. I can't believe how often I see this coming up in different interior design groups. Like, stop dancing around all this stuff and make sure you're Billing the stuff back to clients. Number 99, inspect all goods upon arrival. That is really the only way to mitigate damages. Number 100, I want to do something. Hmm. All right, number 100, this is my personal favorite quote I've ever made up. I think I said it at high point. I'm not sure, but Cheryl captured it. And apparently, this is what I said out loud to an audience. 100, number 100. You can watch a video on YouTube and learn how to give yourself a relaxing massage, or you can go to the Four Seasons and have Sven do it. These are two different experiences, and only one leads to you wanting a cigarette afterwards. There you go. Ooh, we've gone halfway. Look at that. All right, number 101. Ask trades about their timing, but don't dictate. Let them lead and respect and protect the time period they need. I've had nothing but trouble when I've tried to rush my trades. 102, hire a professional cleaning crew from time to time on renovations. It will keep the project site looking neat and tidy, and it gives your trades a nice break. 103, start on-site, in other words, doing the on-site labor, when you have everything you need. Don't start before. 
Number 104. Oh, this is a recent learning for me. Don't hide all the setbacks, hiccups, and disappointments from your clients. I made it seem like the job was too easy for too many years. Now I let clients know some of the stuff that happens on site, and I hear often like, oh, wow, I'm so glad you're having to deal with that, and I'm not. Number 105. People will treat you the way you teach them to treat you. And clients are people, by the way, FYI. (laughs) 106, when you feel better, you perform better. So self-care actually does matter. 107, the right fee builds a better design business. 108, systems, repeatable systems, I should say, create and maintain order, easing your daily burden. By the way, this is number 109. Don't bother to try to delegate anything until you have those systems written down. 110, create a script for intake. Screen callers. You're looking for ideal clients. 111, would you hire the cheapest lawyer if you needed a lawyer? No. I talk about wanting a neck lift all the time. I would not hire the cheapest plastic surgeon. No. 112. Every single time you say yes to something, you say no to something else. What are you agreeing to? Number 113. If you don't take time to analyze past results, you will stay stuck. I know that from personal experience. Number 114. You have two valuable resources, time and money. Protect them both. Number 115. Automate your testimonial process. 116, accessorizing and styling is a part of the process, not something additional, not something optional. Consider whether or not you even want to take on a project with a client who wants to do their own styling at the end, right? 117, you, the interior design professional, always need to be the one who decides what drawings are required. And 118, don't skimp on the drawing package. It is so much easier to solve problems on paper than it is during the middle of a renovation. 119, never negotiate fees. It's perfectly fine to offer a smaller package of services for better value, but don't lower your rates. If the client can't afford something, this is number 120, by the way, if the client can't afford something or doesn't want to afford something, that is not your problem. Let it go. 121, guesstimating fees, particularly if you're quoting a flat fee, is such a bad idea. Number 122, clients don't know how to build a budget. They just don't. Number 123, specialize, niche, be the expert. Number 124, we've all figured this out by now. I think talent isn't enough. It doesn't matter how great you are at interior design. If you can't run a business, it's over. 125, if you're working as hard as you can and you're still not making ends meet, it's time to challenge your assumptions. You've got to do things differently if you want different results, right? And this is a really good segue to number 126. You are the boss. You make the rules. 127, make better rules. 128, Robert Brault said, and he was 
Quoting, I believe, the Hindu scripture Bhagavad Gita, we are kept from our goal, not by obstacles, but by a clear path to a lesser goal. I am so easily distracted and will sometimes tell myself, I'm just going to do these three little things and get them out of the way, and then I'll start working on the important thing, when now I know for sure I should be working on the most important goal first and let some of the other things go. 129. I know I'm sneaking this one in again. The higher your rate, but that's okay. I have a spin on it, so this is fair. The higher your rate, the less likely clients will challenge your advice and authority. Mm-hmm. 130. Put a smile in your voice when you answer the phone. It does make a difference. Number 131, scope creep is awesome. I love it. Don't fight it. Foster it. 132, never, ever, never show your clients your work halfway through. Never. Trust me. I know it's so tempting. Don't do it. Number 133, a good employee can sometimes keep you from a great employee. Number 134, a good tradesperson can sometimes keep you from a great tradesperson. Number 135, can you guess? A good client can sometimes keep you from a great client. I could go on. I have been a queen of low-level misery at times during my career, when in fact, I should always be thinking about how to improve the experience of running my own company, right? So watch out for those people who work with you or for you who are good when what you really need is someone who's great. Number 136, Adding additional services to your repertoire, especially from other professionals, can be so good for you and it can be good for your clients. I'm thinking of things like landscaping, right? You can find a fantastic landscape designer and offer them to clients as part of your service. I do, and it's an extremely profitable part of the business. 137, no matter how talented you are, how dedicated you've been to the project, or how thoroughly you've managed the clients and trades, Mistakes can happen, and they will. 138. Every single time you decorate or renovate or remodel for yourself, you gain insight and empathy for the clients you serve, so pay attention. 139. Trust is something that is earned. You don't owe it to anyone, and certainly not in the beginning of a relationship. 140. Creating One custom pillow is difficult. So imagine doing a whole house. 141. Always ask why you didn't get the job. 142. It's okay to be busy. It's okay to book a consultation for three weeks or five weeks in the future. 143. A brand gives consumers confidence, right? When you see a brand like Nike or Starbucks, it means something, right? You owe it to yourself to lead as a brand. Number 144, people don't buy our service. 
They buy the belief that we can provide the service. 145. Playing small is not being humble. It's being unwise. Who wins from that? No one. 146. It's important for our customers to know that we are motivated by a higher purpose. If we don't show them that, they might assume we're opportunistic. I do that by having a core value statement and a mission statement, among other things. 147. Narrowing your position allows you to be a stronger brand and to charge more money. Yes, I did sneak that in. 148. Being a good or even a great interior designer or decorator is not enough to succeed. You've got to have written, repeatable systems. Number 149. Luxury clients are reassured by a higher rate where a too low fee might trigger insecurity in those same clients. 150. The complexity of our work makes errors inevitable. How you handle them says everything about your integrity. Number 151. Not every mistake is one you could avoid or prevent, so you need to have a policy for correcting those errors while getting paid. Number 152. If you're hiring, have them sign a non-compete clause. When it comes to selling number 153, don't sell the thing, sell the experience of the thing. In other words, don't sell your client's marble countertops, sell them the experience of family baking sessions on quiet Sunday mornings. So much more romantic, right? 154, develop strategies for managing different archetypes of client interactions, right? You know what they are. If you have a client who's a flip-flopper, how do you handle that? If you have a client who's aggressive, how do you handle that? 155. It is perfectly fine not to know everything. Hire, outsource, and ask. 156. Clients want you to be the answer. That's why they hired you. They're not hoping you fail. They're hoping you succeed. 157. Weigh the payoff of every task. Are you sure it's a task you should be doing? 158. Learn to delegate. It's not easy to delegate, right? You have to be willing to let your staff make mistakes and fail, and you have to be willing to let them do a task over and over until they get it right. Don't do what I did, which is, here, I'll just do it. Let me finish it. I'll fix it. No, 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 no. 159, rein in after hours contact. Don't accept texts. I don't take texts at all, but if that's how you do it, great. But don't take them after hours. Don't answer emails after hours. Don't pick up the phone after hours. 160, make time off non-negotiable. And this ties into number 161. It's okay to leave some work on the table. 162, if you have too much work altogether, then harness the power of your suppliers. Put them to work. 163, create systems to run the business. In fact, if you are a BOD member and you're going to come to Business of Design Live, we are going to do our first 
book club on the E-Myth. So if you haven't read the E-Myth yet and you are a Business of Design member, it's going to be our opportunity to talk about this important work. 164, who do trade discounts belong to? You. It's your reward for being a repeat and a volume customer. 165, it is okay to be profitable. 166, I think there's only one reason you get fired, and it's because you didn't manage the client's expectations. 167, family and friend discounts do not apply to your design services. Number 168, tell the truth, even when it's hard. No, you will not have your new kitchen in the spring. It's not going to be possible. I need several weeks before I can give you a firm timeline, but it won't be the spring. 169, set clear intentions before you agree to give away your most precious resource for free. And by the way, your most precious resource is time, of course. So like donating a consultation to a silent auction, make sure you're clear on what you want to get out of that. Number 170, before you agree to speak at an industry event or to a group of potential clients, get clear on why you're doing it. Also set an intention around that. What do you want to accomplish? Put some meat on the bones. Do you want one client from the experience? What type of client? How much do you want them to spend? And number 171 that ties right in here, whatever you do, don't talk about trends if you want to get new clients. Talking about trends is super fun. I always get asked to speak at home shows and talk about trends. I don't actually like to do it because I never get a client out of it. It's fun and other designers think it's fun, but clients are looking for someone to run their project. 172, when opportunity knocks, say yes. It's okay to be scared. Do it anyway. You will grow into the new area if you take risks, and we're here to help. Number 173, when you meet a new client and they ask you about fees, state them confidently by looking that person right in the eyes. Don't waver. Don't blink. Let them know you're worth it by the way you deliver that information. Even if others go for free or charge less, you don't. You are letting the client know your value. So this is really important. Number 174, there is absolutely nothing special about the people who have, air quote, made it. Systems will change your life. 175, we can protect the artistic legacy of this community when we support independent businesses and educate our clients. 176, any serious attempt at marketing has to include, I think, some old-fashioned fundamentals like networking and local advertising. Number 177, strategic planning can take your business to a sweet spot where you have the fewest number of clients and that leads to the greatest number of benefits. Number 178, getting more clients may be less appealing than getting better clients. Number 179, art finishes a space. So don't be afraid to select artworks for clients or use a trusted resource or gallery to help you do that. 
And that ties into number 180, curating existing pieces the client owns. You could reframe them with proper glass, hang them properly, group them in a more interesting way. That can take the pieces that they already own and make them look more impressive. Have you ever thought, I'll never work again? I sure have. Number 181, it's normal to think you might never work again. Say it out loud and then take steps to move on. You are not alone. Number 182, sometimes the only power we have as creatives is to say no. Say no to the job that won't satisfy you. Say no to the opportunity that doesn't feel right. Say no to the client who isn't good for you, saying no can be a really powerful way to shape your destiny. Number 183, we are nearing the finish line here. Schooling offers only a small percentage of what we need to succeed in business, right? The rest is on-the-job training. And talent, you know, you can have lots of it, but that doesn't mean success either. Instead, we need to rely on a structure, systems, and protocols to make it in this business. 184, you do not have to agree with your client. It's okay to have a contrary opinion. In fact, they're paying you for your opinion. Number 185, the right contract should act as a disincentive to litigation. 186, if you can't spontaneously take a day or a week off, you are not quite there yet as the boss. 187, if the client doesn't accept your value as indicated by your rates, then they shouldn't be able to benefit from your value as evidenced by your skills. In other words, don't lower your rate to give away what you're really good at. Number 188, when a project goes awry, it's usually because something wasn't communicated at the beginning, right? I've never had a situation where I was able to go back to the client and say, we talked about that at the beginning. And they would say, yeah, oh, that's right. I forgot. I've never had a situation go off the rails. But if it's the first time they're hearing about it in the middle of a project, yeah, it can be really hard to get it back on track. 189, Get the money part out of the way right up front. Be clear and concise about every single thing in your business model that has to do with money. Number 190. Oh, this is a big one for me. Don't deny your clients the opportunity to fall in love with something expensive, right? I don't present my clients with every single item that's super expensive, but one or two things in the project are a big stretch, and those one or two things really matter. They'll make a big difference. 191, once you have your systems and protocols, don't deviate ever. Oh, why do we do it, right? Whenever I deviate from my process, I live to regret it. 192. If you think you need to enhance your presentation skills or improve your listening and communication skills, I highly recommend improv training. It's really fun, super safe, but you will get more confident in how you speak. 193, not all advice 
is good advice. So please be choosy. Number 194. If you actually need to make an apology, it should never include words like if or but. I'm sorry you feel that way, but. Number 195. Become a member of Business of Design. Oh, I can't believe she snuck that in there. I did, because I think you should. I know you'll benefit. Number 196, how about we just eliminate the word just, as in, I'm just a decorator. I'm just a designer. I just work for myself. I just work out of my house. I just started. It's just a local publication. Let's just eliminate the word just. It doesn't do us any favors. Number 197, if it isn't written, it didn't happen. Number 198, you do not have to reinvent the wheel. Follow a path that others have successfully followed and succeeded with. Hint, yeah, that's right back at Business of Design membership. I am shameless. That is horrible. I can't believe I did that to you. But really, 200 is a lot. So I had to like, mm, little filler in there. Forgive me. Number 199. If you are looking for a fairy godmother to give you permission to take the day off, to raise your rates, to say no to the wrong customer, to quit work at three o'clock so you can get to your yoga class, then you have found her. I am your fairy godmother. Yes, it is okay. You can do all of those things for yourself right now, today. You're welcome. And number 200, you are not alone. I'm not alone. I'm so grateful you're there. No matter what challenges you are facing, whether you've created them yourself or you've inherited it thanks to a client or a trade, this community has been there, done that. You couldn't surprise me or shock me if you tried, I promise. No one has failed more frequently than I have. You are not alone. Thank you so much for letting me be part of your success story. This has been one heck of a ride, you guys. Episode 200. Stay healthy. Stay well. Happy holidays. However you're celebrating this year. Until next time. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today. Start today.